Hey, just be forewarned, if you have kids in the car or whatever, some anatomically correct language coming up on this episode and a word for tuchus that you might not like so much. After that, it's clear sailing. And we're going to begin by telling you how to tell if your turkey is a boy or a girl, at least according to one young man. The Daily Detour. Headlines and entertainment on your schedule. Featuring music by our house band, Quickie. And now, your host, Dan Roberts. There's a great video going around, and I guess it's actually from uh, last Thanksgiving. But there's a young man, and he's doing the prep work on the turkey. (laughs) And he's digging around, and he pulls everything out of the turkey. Yep, you gotta get all that out. And then he starts gagging. (laughs) I don't know why that's somehow more gross to him than everything else he's been pulling out of the turkey. He did ask mom if it was a boy or a girl turkey. Boy or a girl turkey? I have no idea. Uh, She might not know, but he thinks he's got it figured out. Maybe he's a boy. (laughs) On account of the long, thin, uh, cylindrical-shaped piece of meat that he's removed from the turkey. What is that? I think it's it's a turkey penis. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's actually a turkey neck. But in his defense, it's not like uh, the turkey went out and stuffed his head up his own ass. Why would he assume the neck was in there? Anyway, poor, poor guy. Never going to live that down. That is going to be brought up forever and ever. That, I'm sure that gets brought up every Thanksgiving and at every family reunion. And again, maybe he loves it. Maybe he loves the attention. Uh, I think his video's gotten uh, tons of hits and probably monetized. So he's probably making uh, more money off that video that I'm making on this podcast right now. Although there has been, a, there has been some. Check out the merch shop. Uh, t-shirts, mugs, whatever. Christmas designs. Every year I do Christmas designs uh, on cards and send them out to my family. Now they're on t-shirts and hoodies and whatnot. The link to the merch shop, uh, which is at T Public, the link is uh, on my bios, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Dan Roberts Voice. Let's see, what else can we talk about? What else can I share with you? Maria Bakalova, the young lady who played Borat's daughter in Borat 2. Funny movie. I liked it better than the first one. First one uh, was hilarious to me until it just got old, right? Like I enjoyed maybe the first 45 minutes to an hour of it. This one I enjoyed the whole time. I think maybe because I think it just has more of a story, maybe, such as it is. But anyway, uh, the young lady from Bulgaria, Maria Bokalova, uh, had to send in a video audition for the sequel. And she was kind of thought it might not be real. She thought it seemed kind of sketchy. Might not be a real audition. And she was worried they were actually going to, like, human traffic her if she if she got the part and showed up uh, to the United States or wherever they needed her. And yet she still sent the audition tape, and she still went uh, to London, I guess is where it was. And I don't think she's making light of that either. I think it was a real fear for her. And uh, to be fair, to be fair? To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. She did end up in a hotel room with uh, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> you got to watch Letterkenny if you have not. That's where that's from. Letterkenny is on Hulu. Uh, it takes a few episodes to get into it. It's uh, it's Beavis and Butthead for the aughts, really. I don't know. It's silly. It's got some heart, and I digress, but it's fun. Canadian comedy show, Letterkenny. Anyway, she's very memorable in the movie. Uh, she's safe and well and has not uh, been shipped off somewhere for the rest of her life other than Hollywood, where I guess they're actually talking Oscar consideration for her. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. 
That seems a little far-fetched. That seems like a stretch to me, but it's 2020. So many weirder things have already happened. Uh, Here's the headline uh, in music news. There's really like a non-story here. It's from People Magazine, but the headline is Camila Cabello gives Shawn Mendes a sweet kiss two weeks after adopting new puppy, which I can interpret as they got a new puppy and then they, they didn't have any contact with anything but the puppy for two weeks. She was holding out on him for two weeks as she showered that puppy with attention. That's how that headline reads. Camila Cabello gives Shawn Mendes a sweet kiss two weeks after adopting new puppy. What is the These are two things that have nothing to do with each other. That's why that's a weird headline to me. Anyway, they're a beautiful couple and we all love them and we're not jealous at all, right? Rick Moranis, uh, you know, he got attacked uh, just by, by nobody, just randomly on the streets of New York. After returning to the spotlight, this is what happens to him. And I don't think it had anything to do with the spotlight, but I don't know for sure. Uh, but anyway, they caught the guy. They caught the guy that did it. So that's good news. And if you don't know why Rick Moranis disappeared after movies like Ghostbusters and the whole Honey, I Shrunk, Everything I Could Shrink franchise from Disney, uh, his wife passed away. And so he left the spotlight behind so that he could raise his family. Got a couple of kids. And I don't know how many other stars, celebrities, actors, whatever. I, I don't know how many would have done what Rick Moranis did. So stand-up guy and did not deserve to just be sucker punched at 7 a.m. while he's out, I don't know, getting some exercise or whatever. Not cool. Glad they caught the guy. Prince Charles turned 72 years old earlier in the week, and I don't know why, but I feel like he's been 72 forever. I think, wasn't he 72 when he married Princess Diana? It just seems, I don't, it's just, he looks good. Eh. He looks the same. His hair's just wider. I can tell you this much, I'm not going to have that hair when I'm 72. I'm struggling to hang on to it right now. Can I get hair extensions uh, as a mohawk? Because that's what I do. I would shave it off, and then I want a mohawk. I was never able to get my hair to stand up like that. I think that would be cool. Not that Charles has a mohawk. I, I, I'm, I've moved on from Charles. Although that might make uh, him appeal to a wider demographic, or at least a different one. There's a Tom and Jerry movie coming out. It's uh, kind of the Roger Rabbit school of, of films, so it's live action mixed with traditional animation. I'm suddenly hearing a lot about it. I didn't even know it was happening. But kind of, I like Tom and Jerry. I like the cartoon violence if they don't water it down. So that'll be interesting. Also, you should know that Wonder Woman finally has a release date of next month, Christmas Day, in fact, and it's going to be in theaters. I, I don't even know that we have theaters open in where I live uh, in Spokane, Washington, but there are some throughout the country that I guess are open. But for the rest of us, for the people in my hometown, if you have HBO Max, if you're a current subscriber to HBO Max, you'll get to see Wonder Woman 1984 Christmas Day, if you wish, for free on HBO Max. It'll be streaming there uh, TFN. So good, good deal. That movie's been delayed a ton just because of COVID. All right, let's wrap up our time with Limit Wolf and Lou from Quickie. I'll be curious to know if you even want to answer this question. Okay. Intriguing. Most people think that they're a good driver. It can't be true for all of us. Are you a good driver? Are you the best driver in your house? Are you wanting us to tell you that you're a good driver? <laughs> no, I'll admit, I think I'm a good driver, but I'll admit, I, except for lapses uh, in stupidity, moments of stupidity, I can be a great driver until I do something outrageously stupid. 
I I know I'm a good driver. I'm a very good driver. I, I think that was a quote somewhere, but I'm going to steal it. Um, <laughs> that was a quote from all of population. <laughs> uh, but Mike does not think I'm a good driver. He he is an offensive driver. Oh, I, wow. Um, a lot of cussing and, and finger pointing. <laughs> no, uh, And he likes to know what the time lights are. So speed limits do not apply to him. Um, and so I know that I'm a good driver. He thinks he's a good driver. And so when we get in the car together, there is a, a bit of conflict. Sure. That's, yeah. that's, that's normal, I think. And who does the speed limit apply to nowadays? Well, nobody's so, driving anyway. How do you well, measure that's, this? That's true. Do you measure this like accidents and tickets? Do you want the answer? No, 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 no. no however you want to answer it. <laughs> however you want to answer it. And I'll tell you how my wife measures it. Well, after you tell oh, yours. Listen, I, I know I'm the best driver in this house. I know that, period. And matter of fact, Mike and I have a lot in common because if others are going to be on the defense, there has to be somebody on the offense. Oh, Lou. You know what? There has to be. You cannot just sit there and let people like my mom driving the HOV lane at 40, 45 you know, miles an hour. So you need somebody to zig and zag, somebody to raise your middle finger to. And so I volunteer that. Do I get tickets? No. Do I get in accidents? No. That's how I know. I don't get tickets and I don't get into accidents, but I also do stupid stuff occasionally. Oh, yeah. What does that mean, stupid stuff? There are occasions when not being an accident is through no... <laughs> Is not I can't take credit for it, you know. I did something stupid and people were good on their brakes. Um, my wife and I uh, wisely bought a new vehicle uh, just prior to being unemployed. So, <clears throat> and this is how she. I don't think I can pop the app open fast enough, but uh, there there's an app that connects to our vehicle and it monitors your driving. Uh, like it, it'll like the vehicle will beep if you go too close to the line on the street or it, it kind of drives me crazy because it, sometimes it'll take the wheel a little bit. And it's like, I'm trying to avoid this person parked next to the curb. Like I know what I'm doing here, but then she'll look at the score out of a hundred and she'll go, Oh, you got a 68 today. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, you need to, you I, need to I stop. Think, you need to stop I with this. I cannot be graded every day on my driving. Wow. I think Julie has a, a different reason for having that app on your phone. <laughs> you know, that's crazy, though, because that is from the insurance, right? So they, they just want you to drive. You don't have to share it with the insurance company, but because you know, she really just does it. it. She's right. fascinated by gadgets and technology, and she's really just doing it to get a reaction out of me. But, oh, but yeah, surprising. It works. No, my car, my car does a shake or whatever when you get too close to somebody and it pops up brake and there's nobody around. So it, the technology on the, the cars yeah. are smooth. And then when you go over too far, it'll kind of beep at you. But it's not an app. It's just in the car. Yeah, it's well, for me, it's both. And it's uh, the other thing is that I know you're supposed to have your hands at 10 and two, but who's doing that? So if you've just got one hand on the wheel and the, the shoulder you know, up here, and then your car decides to do a little zigzag movement with the wheel, that's not good. That's not helpful. How do you, what's 10 to two? I have a digital clock and I have a... <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I wanted to just tell you that the brake light only comes on when Mike is driving. Never when I'm driving that brake situation. Like you got a brake. Oh, you got, you've got a really up to date car. You need 
car that's a little bit older so you don't have somebody else telling you what to do. <laughs> do, you, do you have brakes on the passenger side of the car? Because I think my wife and I both do. That's right. That's do you ever it. do the, you ever do the hold on to that little... You don't even have to say anything. And it's like, you see that app and you're like, I, we're going to be fine. (laughs) Ruby asked me one time why that was there. And then we got in the car with Mike and she's like, oh, I I know now. (laughs) Now now Ruby's reaching for the, for the thing. Uh, Let's wrap it up with some Thanksgiving talks. I don't know where this list comes from, but these are the 10 things we dread about Thanksgiving, which may be normal or Unusual this year, I guess, depending. We don't look forward to washing the dishes, cleaning the house before and after. No one helps you clean the house, right? I mean, there's like one person that half-assed volunteers, but it's usually, and they're just kind of in your way. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, family. Prepping the food. We dread it. Cleaning the table after dinner. Shopping. You don't have to go. You're not required to shop. I don't get that one. Got to get the groceries for food. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking of the Black Friday mess. You're right. Um, Okay. There's too much noise, waking up early to get it all done, dealing with difficult family members, (laughs) and being in host mode all day. Does that any of that resonate with you? Or you're just good with that? I think that's probably what people feel about when I'm going to show up and I'm that guy. (laughs) I'm a difficult family member. What's he going to say this time? Right. What's he going to do? Oh, my God. He brought his guitar. Exactly. (laughs) He's that guy. He's going to start trouble. Do you prefer to attend a Thanksgiving dinner or would you rather host it? I usually host. I'm usually the host and I'm not in host mode. So, yeah. yeah, (laughs) I think this year it's like, you know, doing these Zoom calls, we can have business at the top, kind of like a mullet. But uh, then, you know, wear your pajama bottoms on the bottom and if yeah. you were host, and this year it'll be the same if it's Zoom Thanksgiving, but if you're actually meeting family, you're gonna have to dress up the whole way, and that you know that's kind of a bummer because we're all in the mode now of only half assing it. So you're saying the fact that I have no shoes on right now, and that it's cold as ice outside, and I'm wearing shorts. You <laughs> think that's half assing it? No, <laughs> yes, I, it is. It completely is. Well, and if you at least have shorts on, I mean. (laughs) I'm not going to wear them outside. I'm sure there are people in Spokane and in in Seattle that would be happy to stroll down the street in shorts right now. But that's that's not me. And they do it in the snow. Yeah. To each their own. But I just, I can't. I can't. No judgment. No judgment. judgment. (laughs) I'm just worried about them, Lou. Exactly. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Stuffing. Pepperidge Farm stuffing. Um, It has to be Pepperidge Farm, too. Just turkey. That is surprising. Uh, the turkey is actually because a lot most I, I didn't think any of us would say that. Mine is stuffing as well. Mine is not turkey at all. Yeah. In fact, I would I would not have the turkey if we didn't have to. Well, those are big bold statements. Mine is not stuffing, okay. <laughs> and it's not. That's the truth. That's funny. <laughs> I know people that don't like the stuffing. Stuffing, I think, varies from household to household. Right. So some people, everybody in the house loves it. My mother thinks, you know, she's like, I, like every year I'm going to change my mind. Like this is going to be the year. It's like, no, great. No, it's just, it's Groundhog yeah. Day for Lou. It's just the yeah, same. Exactly. I am. I'm a, everything's the same all the time. <laughs> I, I, that is with restaurants. I everything. don't want to watch the parade. Turn the game on. Exactly. No, I'm not going to eat stuffing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Very close to the truth. Even if this hasn't happened to you, what would, would be your opinion on this? 
uh, let's just say it's a normal year. Everyone's gathering. Can you tell someone in your family that their date is not welcome for Thanksgiving? For whatever reason, maybe they just prefer family at these things. I don't know if there's a bad reason, but can you tell someone that when they say, hey, I'm bringing Tom or Jen or whatever? No. Why? Well, it adds entertainment to the... (laughs) (laughs) There has to be a loo at the party. There's a little drama. You know, just got to be pushed to the pool. Come on, man. (laughs) I think you should say it. I think you should say it because everybody else is thinking it. Everybody (laughs) doesn't want that person there. (laughs) And they just need one voice, one strong voice to rise above the crowd and say, no, that person can't come because yeah. nobody likes Lou. <laughs> my my household was weird like we really it was only family it, it was always i then when i got married and friends started t- showing up to christmas and thanksgiving it was sort of weird for me for a while you know but then i've also been an orphan if you will on some of these holidays before so it is nice that you can get invited to somebody's house when well, you, when you have nowhere family. else to go are you, what are you talking about i'm talking family <laughs> no your we sister can't come yeah <laughs> she's a pain in the ass final question final okay. jeopardy what do you do with the leftovers give give them as much away and save enough for for a little couple days and do you wait until idea. people are on their way out the door to say, hey, hang on for just, and then it's like another 15 well, minutes. Well, I mean, while you, you, do it that way. <laughs> you do it that way. I, Cause I do it different. I give it as they, as they arrive. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I almost buy into that. I think people will be I disappointed not to see the, the bird in its glory though. Yeah. Well, it's overrated. We do not do a good job. Libet, what do you do with leftovers? Well, we intend to give it and then it gets, to the point where we'll we'll drop it off, we'll do whatever, and then you open the refrigerator a week later, and all those leftovers are still staring at you, saying, "Shoot, they were supposed to go." It's they were exciting to for a couple days. We have a package. <laughs> uh, we get lots of packages. I don't. We're not spending money. I don't know how they keep coming, but <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah, the, the, the leftovers are good for a couple days, and then they get boring. You know what I like? This is trashy. This is the kid in me, because this is one of those things you do. I, I like to put the turkey and the stuffing and a little bit of mashed potatoes, spread it on, spread the potatoes on bread like butter, probably have butter on the bread too, and like make a little trashy sandwich out of it. It's not classy at all, but there's something really good about it. Is that Wonder Bread? I haven't bought Wonder Bread in a thousand years. Do they I think still since I moved out of my parents' bread? house, they, yeah, they are still around, I guess. But in my imagination, that is what I saw was the Wonder Bread. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Great. Thank you. Lose <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a hostage. Great. That's uh, right. Thank you. Great. All nice for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it wasn't too torturous for you. There's some good awesome. laughs in there. It's fun. I, I had fun. We'll see if we're invited back. Well, <laughs> have a good Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Take stay care. healthy. And Thank I really you. appreciate it. You guys rock. Nice to meet you, Libby. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. I have a confession to make. Yeah. Gather round. I said I had the strange, but true, but strange to some people reaction uh, to being let go, uh, that I was more optimistic and excited than anything. And that's true. 
However, the worst that I felt about it, which wasn't very bad, uh, but the most down I got about the whole thing is once they put somebody in my time slot, which I knew was going to happen. And I know who it is, and he's a great person. And I'm sure we'll go grab coffee or something, uh, you know, this <laughs> this winter. I don't know, when you can grab coffee and sit and talk again. So I, I literally have nothing against him or them. They, like something had to happen there. And so they're moving pieces around that already exist and blah, blah, blah. But for whatever reason, that's when it hit me, you know? It's like breaking up with someone and then you run into them. You run into your ex and they've got someone on their arm and you're just there solo, right? Is that feeling? Because now that feels like you're being replaced. Even if it was your idea, I think you might go through that if you bump into that person. Like, oh my gosh, look who they're with. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I should have hung on to her or hung on to him. Mm, they, got, they got someone younger with a, with a better body on their arm now. Oh my goodness. Now that's the part that's going to make my coffee with this person awkward. <laughs> I think that's probably true though. I, I mean, we haven't compared uh, with our shirts off or anything, but I think that has to be true. Anyway, as I said, he's a good guy and I really, I'm doing fine, but that was the moment. If there was a moment when I'm like, well, crap, uh, that was it. And it wasn't because it was him. It could have been anybody. And I, again, I knew it was going to happen. I think there was something primitive inside each of us that, that just reacts that way. When you're part of a situation and then you're not, and then that slot gets filled. That's how I think about it. Anyway, I'll meet someone new and special too. Meanwhile, I've got creative freedom, which is something, uh, and I had a lot of freedom in that job. Don't get me wrong. But there were certain things I, I couldn't do or, or didn't want to do just because it wouldn't be mine, which is what's great about this podcast now is the creative freedom uh, again, I have the merch shop up. If you're interested in getting a t-shirt, uh, you know, you can get your daily detour logoed stuff or you can get some fun Christmas stuff. And then in the future, I don't know what's going to be up there. You can make suggestions to me and maybe I'll pop it on a shirt or whatever, something topical, maybe something we talked about on the podcast here. And again, if you haven't seen it, you can go to my Facebook page, uh, Twitter or Instagram at Dan Roberts voice. And then, you know, in the bio, as they say, that's where the link is to get to that shop. And by the way, I have other ideas for podcasts. I, you know, maybe uh, maybe there's a book or two in me if I can sit down and write. Maybe that never happens, but I don't know. Sky's the limit. How about a scratch and sniff book? <laughs> this is what unemployment smells like. Enjoy. That's all I got. That's all I got for today. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode of The Daily Detour. Be safe, be well, be happy. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment, and we'll chat with you next time. Hey, hey.